everybody, Connor and I will be back with you this week doing the Universal's Door show. And uh, in the show, we're going to be talking uh, a lot of details about Fantastic Beasts and not just the movie, but stuff that's also going to be going on possibly in the parks and uh, some things that are outside the parks and outside of even just merchandise. So we're going to be talking a lot about this movie. So, uh, you know, settle in for that. We're also going to be talking uh, about the uh, new information that just came out about Race Through New York with Jimmy Fallon. And um, we don't have an opening date on that yet, but you're going to hear us chat about that and give some additional details. Uh, then we're also going to be speaking about Volcano Bay. A lot of new information just came out about it. So we got a lot to say. Some really cool stuff came out about um, Volcano Bay. And uh, Universal used to call this their, uh, well, they have been calling this their third gate or their third park. A lot of people seem to laugh that off. And now with the new information that's coming out, Seems like maybe that's not as laughable now. So anyway, uh, you're going to hear a lot about about that. Um, last, we're going to throw in a little bit of information, what we can, about uh, the new Cabana Towers. Uh, those are the round towers that um, will basically contain uh, 400 rooms, I think, between the two towers. So I'm just going to stick a little bit of stuff in there about that. So that's going to be the show for this week. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with you again soon. This is show 374 for the week of November 7th, 2016. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at universalsdoor.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. It's Connor and I. We're going to do some Fantastic Beasts uh, details uh, since this movie is opening on November the 18th. So, um, all right, let's uh, go into this. Connor is a, a lot more knowledgeable about this film and about everything that's going on with it than I am. So I've got some notes here, and then he's probably going to fill some things in along the way. Let's just start off with the uh, elephant in the room, and that is that Johnny Depp's going to be possibly starring in this as Grindelwald. Yeah, it's not been confirmed yet who he's going to be starring as, but because it has been stated that he's making a a uh, cameo in this first film and then has a bigger role in the second film and then the, you know onward from there, um, it's it's rumored that he will be playing Grindelwald because that's the exact way that it, that Grindelwald's character has been described. That he'll be making a cameo in the first movie and then have a bigger part. Okay. Throughout. For those of us who don't know or might not know as much, give us a breakdown of Grindelwald from from what you know, everything from beginning to now, or okay, however so, you want to state it. Um, I guess just a general breakdown would be uh, his name is Gellert Grindelwald. He was a friend of Dumbledore's originally. Um, 
Who, when they were younger? Yes, when they were yeah. younger. And together they, uh, well, partially wanted to find the uh, Deathly Hallows and then use them to become uh, basically rulers over muggles and enslave the muggles. Um, and then it that eventually led to a uh, dispute between Grindelwald and Dumbledore, which uh, then, I guess, Grindelwald continued on his, uh, I don't know, like, his pursuit of enslaving muggles um, and finding the Deathly Hallows, so he ends up finding the Elder Wand, and then before he can actually come to full power, Dumbledore uh, duels him, stops him, and and then imprisons him in his own fortress that he had built. Okay. So that's how Dumbledore got the Elder Wand. Okay, so let's go into um, Dumbledore. Are we going to see him in this movie? Um, no, he will only be mentioned in this movie. He may have a part in the next films. Okay, and and I only leading you into that because I know that they're looking for somebody to play Dumbledore, correct? Yes. And right now we had looked at, uh, and some of the people that they had thrown out there, One of, within one of them was Tom Hiddleston, and that's the guy who plays Loki in the Avengers movies, correct? Yes. And Hiddleston, I never really heard his just regular speaking voice. But as far as looking like, um, not so much looking like Mo- Michael Gambone, uh, but looking more like Richard Harris, who played Dumbledore in the beginning before Richard Harris passed away. Um, uh, Tom Hiddleston is tall and thin. And it's funny because his voice technically is a mixture between Richard Harris and uh, and Michael Gambone; those are the two people that played Dumbledore. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. His voice very closely resembled the two, which is funny because they both had Irish accents, I believe, and he's not Irish. Yeah. Um. So that was strange to hear, but yeah, his accent matches up almost perfectly with the two of them. Um. And then his just his general look, yeah, is very close to the description of Dumbledore. Okay. So you can see that somewhere along the way, there's going to be a battle brewing, breaking down between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. And I think a basis of this film. give me what you i mean you've watched let's go into this first there are a ton of clips that connor just showed me last night that are out there under uh what's it called snitch seeker it's a uh basically it's a fan site for harry potter but they do have a youtube account and that's where i found an absolute ton of clips and so i'm gonna try this is gonna take some work but to try to stick in the show notes a link to every one of those clips and uh and you can put them together they actually show quite a bit of the film and it does some of the clips actually did give me some insight into seeing the heart of this film and not just, you know, trailers, just watching trailers that are kind of disconnected. Um, 
And so you can get a little bit of a feel of the direction that they're going to go in this film. It seems like it it does have a little more heart to it even than what, uh, well, I don't want to say that because that's insulting to some people, uh, but that Harry Potter films. I think the reason why I felt that way is because more connected maybe even in this is because as long as Harry Potter's been out, I've been an adult. Uh, for a lot of kids who grew up with Harry Potter, they definitely felt the heart and stuff in that. As an adult, um, I could feel this more from the adult's side. Um, anyway, so w- what's your well, feelings on it here, well, Connor, so far? As far as Harry Potter goes, I mean, it, it was a book before, so it had a basis for something. And so that kind of sways opinion because people believe the books are better, the movies are better. Um, and so that can kind of sway the opinion of the movies or the books either way. And so this having, or be, this being a completely original story with nothing to go by, um, besides J.K. Rowling's head, I think, I think that it uh, is showing through in the movie that it's going to be a very different story, but still most definitely set in the wizarding world. And for anybody who does not know, this has been extended. Uh, first, they were saying three films. Now they're saying uh, five, correct? Yes. All right. Um, let's see. So the first, obviously, as I said there in the beginning, the first movie is going to open on the 18th of this month. Uh, and then when's the next, the second movie supposed to open? I believe it is November 16th of, of uh, 2018, maybe. Yeah, 2018. 2018. That would make sense. Okay. Um, and then also, just to add to that, um, the next movie has been slated, or not slated, um, but it's been stated that the next movie will take place in Paris. Okay. That just came out not too long ago, so. Cool. Interesting. Okay. And so it, it looks like if we're talking a two-year pause between each film, uh, we're looking at another 10 years, 10-year yeah. run. And the Potter films were almost that, weren't they? Um, from yeah, it was about nine years because I think it was nine from years. about two thousand one, and there was only two thousand eleven, and there were eight of those. So yeah, uh, yeah. So another ten years, you've got. Uh, let's hope that this is a uh, a good series of films because wow, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll go outside of this. Even it seems like there are so many directions that um, that this could go. Yeah, so the deal with it is that uh, it's two unreleased songs that James Newton Howard originally created just to get the feel of how he wanted the musical style to be. And so apparently it was approved, and that's what he continued on, or going off of. But those are two unreleased songs on the vinyl. Thank you. 
Okay, let's get into a little bit of merchandise stuff that's already out there. Uh, some of which you've already purchased and some of which you've shown me and I've already forgotten. So, first of all, uh, the full soundtrack is already out, correct? Um, yes, the full soundtrack is out. And then what I ended up getting was a uh, vinyl. It was a special uh, vinyl that had two... Uh, they call them songs, but it's it's very, very long songs. Like probably 15 minutes or so per side. And the um, interesting thing about this too is you have to play it on 45 RPM, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, 45s I remember from being young, and it wasn't an album size. It was smaller. Okay, and I'm going to leave some pauses here and there throughout this, as maybe you've already noticed, um, just to bring up the tracks a little bit so that you can hear them. Um, of course, to you know, not steal from the creators of the music. I am not going to just let the music just play through without us talking over it at some point. So, um, okay, so that soundtrack is out, and I, there will be pictures in the show notes so you can see what the uh, soundtrack on vinyl looks like with the pictures and stuff. It's like a picture disc, basically, right? Yes. Okay, some additional stuff. A mobile game is going to be released on November the 17th. Uh, what do you know about that? Um, from what I know, it, it seems like it could go really good or really bad. Okay. Um, As with gaming in my nowadays. honest opinion, yes. Um, so it's... it's um, And mobile about, basically means it's going to be on your iPad, your phone, stuff like that, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm trying to look it up. Here. I know most uh, young people now are laughing their heads off. Um, well, what else does he think mobile is? But I just wanted to clear that up, make sure everybody understood that it's not coming out for your console or your PC. Maybe for the Switch. When um, it comes out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't so. Know. This yeah. is a. Yeah, yeah it's a. Yeah. I get it. It's but, just a strictly mobile game. Well, I'm sure if the, if the movies are big enough, you're going to see more stuff coming out there. also coming out with a uh, he thinks there's well let's go this direction Newt's Commander Chocolate Frog card is what I have down here yes okay because when uh, you read the books Newt's Commander had his own uh, Chocolate Frog card and so that could be just another piece of merchandise to add into the parks on top of what we're about to cover and speaking of park stuff well more or less what's the Noble Collection merchandise um 
So I actually have pictures of this up here that you can add in. So Nova Collection, they make all of the merchandise for the parks. Um, and they just released on their website all of their uh, Fantastic Beast collection that they have pre-release. Um, and what is that technically? What what you're seeing on the site? Can you just run through some? So there is Newt Scamander's journal, which you can see here. It's just it's an empty journal inside, but it is styled on the front and back to look like Newt Scamander's journal. Really neat looking. Yes, it is. Um, then you have. Does it say how much these things are? Um, yes, it does. One second here. Sorry. As you can tell, we kind of do this stuff off the cuff, and I bring this stuff up for Connor, and, and then you know, at the last minute, he's got to hurry up and, and figure out what to say about it. So Newt Scamander's journal um, is $19.95. Um, let's see here. The keychain is $9. Then there is a... Uh, let's see here. Then there's a wand pen, it's a you know, pen made to look like Newt's Commander's wand, that comes with a bookmark, which is an odd choice for something that's based on uh, not, no book, technically, outside of a dictionary. They have a bookmark for it. Um, and then they have a uh, Makusa, which is the Magical Congress of the United States. It's basically the U.S.'s version of the Ministry of Magic. Um, they have a Makusa. Emblem wall art, it's just literally their emblem that you can uh, mount up on your wall. And then from there they have, oh, and that is 45 <coughs> sorry, $45. And then you can get the wands of Newt Scamander, Percival Graves, Queenie Goldstein, Porpentina Goldstein, and Serafina Pickery. And those are each $37.50. Um. Or you can get them all together in a uh, really, really nice wand set for $159. Um, and then lastly, there is Newt Scamander's wand that has an illuminating tip. So you press a button on it and it lights up. And that is Okay. So that's everything um, so far. Pre-release uh, they have. Uh, plus. Plush. I meant to say plus. There's going to be a plush, I'm sure, out here for for a lot of the characters. That yeah, I, see. I can't imagine that there would be all of these magical beasts and not so be what's plushes. The, what's the one character that we were just watching last night? kind of looks uh, like a platypus. He's got the flat bill. That's a Niffler. Niffler. Which is, it's a uh, magical beast that they're, they're very, uh, I guess, mischievous. Arnery, or Arnery, yes. yes. They, 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 they look like, like they're going to be literally the comic relief in a yes. lot of this. Uh, and so you can see that in some of the clips. If you go down through, you'll see uh, the Niffler in the bank vault and doing some really funny things. I think it looks like the Niffler is going to be a lot of fun just to kind of check out. Um, you know, too, it would be cool if they sold the case. That yes, the suitcase. Carries. Yeah. yeah, I thought about that. It would probably be expensive, but I think that I obviously... That need and, to own um, the case. If you look at Newt, 
he has like a whole new almost like a set of robes. He, yeah. It's more of a coat, I guess, well, than coat. robes. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's still stuff that could be worn. Well, this is more uh, costuming and stuff that people can wear. Yes. Uh, coming up into celebration. That's speaking of um, merchandise. So I'm going to remind you again, Connor and I will be a celebration. We're hoping it would be great to see some of these people show up for the Q and A sessions. Um, I, that's not confirmed. In fact, we don't have a confirmed list on who's going to be there yet or a schedule really for it yet. We have a, a, a loose schedule of what's going to happen day to day, but we do not have uh, anything confirmed yet. So hopefully that's going to come out soon. As soon as that comes out, we'll definitely do a show on it. And uh, and then, of course, anything that we find from the floor, uh, that's especially stuff that has to do with this movie, we're going to be doing uh, additional stuff on that. And I'll probably tweet pictures and stuff out while we're there. Um, okay, so, uh, okay, we've gone through most of the merchandise. Um, okay, let's go through some kind of extended things that are out here. First thing is uh, Google Street View sets. What's this all about? So Google Street View, or I guess just Google in general, has teamed up with Warner Brothers for Fantastic Beasts and are releasing several cool things, um, but one being the uh, mobile game that uh, we talked about earlier. Is going to be on Google's VR headset that's coming out uh, this month, actually. And so you can play it on there, and uh, if you get their little handheld device that goes along with it, their little motion device, you can actually move the wand around with it and do stuff like that. Um, so there's that. Then they released on Google Street View, you can do a tour of some of the uh, sets. I believe it's three or four. There could be more of them, uh, actually, yes. Yeah, there's several of them, I'm just going to say. Uh, sets that you can uh, look around and uh, search through in Google Street View. And so, really cool stuff there. Um, we might be... Are we going to try and record some of that? And uh, yeah, put it up? we're trying. We've got some equipment that we have to set up here to be able to record that. If we do, it'll be a standalone video we'll probably just put up. And maybe we'll just talk over it a little bit and show you show you what this all looks like. Uh, definitely they'll try to put some links 
for it. Yeah. Uh, can we do that? Yeah, I guess uh, we we'll, links, I mean, couldn't we? Google Street, you could just yeah. embed the link. Okay, so we'll just oh. try to put some links up in the show notes so you can also take yourself there. And then the final thing that they've done is for Android users, um, you know how you know you have your OK Google search function? Um, so if you say OK Google now on uh, your Android device and then say Lumos, it'll uh, light, it'll, you'll light up your flashlight in the back of your phone. You say Knox, and it'll turn off the flashlight. And then you can also say Silencio, and it'll silence your cell phone. So that was just something cool that they added. And this is function. free? Yeah, completely right. free. And um, just, you that's download something else. Is it through an app? How's that uh, work? No, it's just built into the phone itself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was I'm just sorry, a quiet update that they pushed through. I'm an, uh, an iPhone owner. I'm oh. starting to feel like I'm... Yeah, I'm missing out or something here. So anyway, we won't get into that right now. So, um, and then the I forgot to mention too, the app has already sta- they've sa- stated that it will be free, so it'll be a completely free app uh, to play. Okay. one more thing too that I wanted to add in here and it's in one of the clips and it's basically uh, in the clip where she asks if uh, what's the man's name Joseph uh, no, his name is Jacob Kowalski Jacob okay uh, he's asked by one of the uh, girls in the clip Queenie. no it's actually she's asking Newt's commander yes if he would like uh, pie, pie or strudel or strudel and the strudel looks wonderful it's- and I'm sure it's made that way to look fantastic but the first thing i was thinking was boy i really hope that this makes it into a park and so i don't think none of this really can make it into the current parks because it wouldn't fit canon right correct yeah because it happens somewhere else this happens in 1927 to start off and then also the fact that it's in america and not london or scotland or you know any of the places that were in the original series the next one happens in Paris so that would be difficult as far as the park goes because you would have to wow yeah it'd be another place to have to build yeah so this could almost be an expand expanded land yes interesting okay I just now that just now occurred to me if they're going to start visiting other places around the world well all of a sudden you're talking about an extended land interesting okay Well, sorry, sometimes things just occur to me about the time that we turned on the mic.
Anyway, okay, so the runtime. As I said before, this movie opens in every format on uh, November the 18th. Runtime's 2 hours and 13 minutes. We will be seeing it on November the 18th, on that evening. So, uh, we'll definitely be back to give you a review of it uh, after we've seen it. Um, we're really expecting a great movie here, so... Add to that too, be expecting a video of a you know, Wizarding World loot crate that oh, I have yes. coming this month. Also, um, it's supposed to be coming sometime between uh, today, which is the fifth that we're recording this. Um, so it'll be sometime between now and the fifteenth of this month. Um, so be expecting a video at some point from that. And we're going to start uh, doing a merchandise section on our YouTube site uh, that's for the Disney side of stuff that we also do and uh, for the Universal. So it's broken down. You're not going to have to start digging through what's Disney, what's Universal stuff. There'll be two separate uh, merchandise channels for each one, just like we're doing with um, uh, food for each park. Uh, we have UD Foodies, Universal Door Foodies. Uh, you'll be able to go on there and you can see short clips of uh of different things that you can eat throughout the parks and outside the parks and in the uh, hotels and stuff with the on property so anyway okay anything else connor no i think that covers it all all right that's it guys get out there and see this movie and uh, we'll be back at the end let you know what we think of it
we have a ride that is going to be at Universal Orlando called Race Through New York. All right, pictures up. Here we go. Mark. And action. Single-handedly bring back barbershop. Yeah, this is gonna happen. This is it. This is the time when it happens. Kids are gonna get together and just start forming barbershop quartets all over on the street corner. Gangs, barbershop gangs. Barbershop tops. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do it. This is it. One take. One take. One of the ugliest girls you've ever seen. You have to say. You can't have a ride without puppies. And a 40-year-old man dressed as a teenage girl. Yeah. You need both of those things. Or else it's not an attraction. Okay, new details have been released for The Race Through New York, starring Jimmy Fallon. In case you don't know what that is, that's a new attraction that's supposed to open in the spring of 2017. We're hoping even earlier um, because of the opening now that's also been announced for uh, Volcano Bay. Um, so we're hoping we're going to be down there in late January. I'd love to see a soft opening of this thing. And if you've seen pictures of it, it seems to be coming along pretty quickly, but you have no idea at this point what's going on on the inside. Uh, so anyway, um, I think everybody knows who Jimmy Fallon is. I'm pretty sure everybody knows who what The Tonight Show is. So uh, let's just give a few things. It's uh, basically what you're going to be able to do in this, uh, in this attraction. So the queue in it, I don't even know if they're calling it a queue technically at this point. Uh, it's kind of like a museum or something that you're going to be in and wandering through in the beginning here's the actual description of it from the uh from the blog universal blog um let's see here hangout in studio 6b arrive in studio 6b club in style and enjoy live performance from the ragtime gals barbershop quartet or check out some of the show's classic bits from history of rap to lip sync battle this is bits these are bits from uh of uh, just fallon so you're not going to see those with uh, carson with um, with uh, Leno, or with Jack Parr, who actually was the host of The Tonight Show. Anyway, uh, you also have a chance to meet and dance with the beloved Tonight Show mascot, hashtag the panda. I haven't watched Fallon enough to even know who hashtag is. You know who he is? Uh, kind of. He's just like a, he's just a panda character. that comes in and dances. Kind of like Secretariat was on... Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. So now we've gotten off topic. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is what I'm known. Secretary, sorry, I'm going to finish that. Secretary, it was uh, the horse that was on Craig Ferguson's uh, show that used to be on CBS. So, really like that show. Anyway, uh, ever dream of spending your own personalized Tonight Show? Thank you note. Did I say spending? Sending your own personalized Tonight Show? Uh, thank you note. You're in luck. You can play host at your own interactive desk in the Studio 6B Club. Here you'll be able to send Jimmy Fallon's famous thank you notes to your friends and family, prep for your race with a Jimmy Drive retro-style video game, and watch your favorite show clips. Um, after a briefing in the Studio 6B lobby, you'll board the world's first ever flying theater 
which seats up to 72 audience members. Now, I recently just learned that um, the Soren ride, each theater holds about 84 to 87 people. But you got to remember now, Soren actually has three uh, theaters. And this is only one theater that holds 72 members. So this could be quite the wait. If you don't get there first thing in the morning, this could be quite the wait to be in line, uh, especially in the beginning. Well, so this could be rough. I have a question here. You just said it's the world's first, world's first flying theater? Yeah. What do you think that means? Because Soren at Disney is, uh, is, I mean, it could be considered a flying theater. So that means they're different from that. Here's what I'm thinking. That Soren actually picks you up in the air. And I think that this theater, everybody's going to sit in seats and the floor will move. That's what I'm thinking huh. is going to happen. The floor will move and then the seats will have their own movement in them, too. If you've watched the videos, and I'll try to stick a clip up here, the video showing uh, Fallon in the car, in the vehicle with the, uh, what do you call the sensors that are on them? CGI sensors? Uh, it's mocap. Yeah, mocap. Capture. Okay. Um, you can see that he's in a car, in one vehicle, which tells me that they're going to have you in a seat and that seat is going to move. So it could just be kind of like the Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Neutron. Wow. Uh, the Minions Theater. Um, each seat moves independently and the theater itself does not move. So they could do something like that. I, I'm not expecting massive new technology in this. It would be, they'll blow me away if they actually do that because this is, um, this is kind of one of those rides that's fun. It's going to be there. I, I enjoy the heck out of these kind of attractions, but I think it's there to, too, to just kind of eat up people. Um, but who knows? Um, Universal has exceeded my expectations each time for each attraction when they've come out. So um, I guess I, I somewhat expect the same here, but we'll wait and see. Um, anyway, I'm just I wanted to really kind of give people a warning up front. This is going to be one of those attractions that you want to go into and you want to do um, immediately. Uh, you know what? I guess we could compare it to the Minions. The line becomes so long for Minions and most of the day. It's over an, well over an hour um, because there's one theater and it only seats so many people in that theater. And so it can only eat up people so quick because, you know, you're in and then only so many people can get in. Let's say it seats 100 maybe in that theater. Well, that means 100 people go into the queue area where, where you watch well, you got the outer queue where you're in line. Then you have the inner queue, basically, where you're watching the presentation. And then they take you into the theater. Let's say the theater presentation is 20 minutes long. Well, that means every 20 minutes, you're switching out 100 people. You can see how more than 100 people back uh, lining up every uh, 20 minutes means that it continues to back up and back up and back up. Uh, if you have 200 people in line, you're now basically at a... Uh, you know, 20 minute wait because you, you know, you have 20 minutes in front of you. I'm getting too complicated into this. You have 300 people in front of you though. Now you're, you know, you're looking at 60 minutes immediately before you can get onto the attraction. So immediately it's just that that many people, you have an hour wait. Connor's just looking at me like you've gone off the rails. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Connor, you can say something. No, I, I wasn't looking to say. Okay. Anything. Okay. That's fine. Well, so that was my, my thought that, you know, this could back up really quick. So, uh, definitely want to get in line for this as quickly as possible. Um, anyway, and we're going to go in more into this, how this could change as far as weights and stuff like that. Of course, you can always buy the express pass to get into things quicker, but that's expensive. Um, but 
yeah, things could change, and we'll talk about this more when we get to Volcano Bay. Anyway, let's continue on about this. From 30 Rock out into the streets and the skies of the Big Apple, you and your fellow studio audience members will zoom past iconic New York City landmarks in an action-packed race with plenty of twists and turns along the way. Be sure to keep an eye out for cameos from familiar characters like Sarah the Sarah the U, uh, Jimmy in tight pants, and the Tonight Show announcer Steve Higgins. All to the sweet sounds of the roots. Um, let's see here. Step into the history. Uh, as you step into the renowned NBC studios, you'll get a front row seat to witness the most significant moments in the history of the NBC of NBC as you travel through the 62-year evolution of The Tonight Show. I'm really hoping. I love Johnny Carson. I watch him now. Uh, he's actually on something called Antenna TV that's out there. And I watch him now almost, well, every night. Uh, I'm watching shows that you know, are 30 and 40 years old, 50 years old maybe in some cases. Uh, so I'm really hoping that they... They put a lot of his stuff in there, uh, desk, mic, the set. And I know this. They're trying to push out the guy that is the, you know, the latest. Hey, gee, are we going to see something from Conan? <laughs> anyway, controversy. That's um, a low I think, blow. I think Conan had a two-year run, I think, on there before Leno came back. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> see them pushing that out there. But anyway, uh, making your way through the Tonight Show lobby, you also get the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see real set pieces from one of the longest running shows in television history. You'll see everything from suits of past hosts to iconic desk props to NBC video cameras used to record the show, all surrounded surrounding a display honoring the current host, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, and then, of course, they have a video that will run here. I'll stick it in the, uh, in the show links so that you can uh, get a chance to see what this is like in case you haven't already. Got anything you want to add about this, Connor? Anything you're hoping or... Um, anxious to get on the ride or sorry everybody connor's had a cold still currently has a cold so sorry about that <laughs> i'm just trying to get him through the show oh, so. Um, so the only thing that i guess i would go back to is that the uh technology they're going to use behind it yeah i i'm really i'm not sure what to think about that because they said it's the world's first flying theater so i'm wondering what that could mean i think it'll be it'll be cool either way yeah. And I, yeah, I'm sure this is, I mean, technology, I'm sure that they've worked on. I don't know that it's going to be anything trendsetting, but listen, like I said previously, they have yet to not exceed my expectations for an attraction. So I'm anxious to see it. I'm sure it's going to be enjoyable. It's something I'm probably going to want to do every time I'm there. So uh, can't wait to try it. And uh, so hopefully, hopefully we're going to see soft openings coming into uh, uh, spring. Of course, you know, January when we'll be there, uh, late January for Harry Potter celebration is pretty early, but, you know, you can always keep your fingers crossed. So anyway, all right, uh, now we're moving on to Volcano Bay. Welcome to Universal's Volcano Bay, an island oasis where thrills and relaxation flow in perfect harmony. It's a theme park like no other. An all new kind of paradise where every moment is inspired by the belief that water is life and life is joy. Here, near the summit of the Krakatoa volcano, you can test your courage on pulse pounding rides that take your breath away. But what's truly amazing is what you don't see. No standing in long lines. 
No carrying rafts around the park. Because with Tapu Tapu on your wrist, you can hold your place in the ride lines. Even reveal wondrous surprises with just the wave of your hand. Here, the Krakatau Aqua Coaster takes you right through the heart of the volcano. Relaxation has been perfected. All your cares just drift away. Escape to an island getaway where cutting loose and kicking back go hand in hand. And a full day of fun lasts well into the night. Universal's Volcano Bay. The third amazing theme park at Universal Orlando Resort. Okay, uh, Volcano Bay will be opening. Did they get? Did they give an opening in early 2017? Uh, as everybody knows, it's a water theme park. Uh, it's going to have here are some of the attractions that you're going to find in it: the Krakatoa Aqua Coaster. Uh, they previously we've mentioned this, I think, and talked about it on another show. Uh, here are some of the de- details about it. It'll be a first-of-a-kind aqua coaster in Florida. It'll be a fun adventure for the entire family. You'll board specially designed canoes. They're inflatable boat-like canoes. Uh, that then you'll be prepared. Prepared. Then you'll be propelled downwards and upwards through the volcano's interior peaks and valleys. You'll twist, turn, plummet along passageways, be launched through sparkling waterfalls, and so much more. Um, and here's a cool fa- fun fact for you techies out there. Krakatoa Aqua Coaster will use linear induction motor technology. Uh, this is make, like maglev technology. Um, I don't know if it's levitation, but it will use magnets basically that will pull. Oh, let's, let me read it. This technology launches a canoe uphill before it immediately sends riders into a downhill plunge. The technology is also used in some of your favorite universal attractions like Revenge of the Mummy. And so, uh, that sounds awesome. A great idea to be able to uh, not have everybody climbing steps or whatever and then waiting on an inflatable raft to come up to them. Uh, so can't wait. Can't wait to check this out. Sounds like it could be um, frightening, while at the same time be a lot of fun. And it helps a lot of people with, uh, I don't know that Connor's going to want to do this, but a lot of people who have mobility issues uh, to not have to ride an elevator up to get into this thing but instead be able to load on the ground and then the, the ride does it for you, just like a roller coaster would. So, But you're not really up for that, right, Connor? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see when we get there. Yeah, we'll see. This place is going to be, I expect to be overwhelmed with everything that's happening when you first walk into it. Uh, okay, next. This is the really cool thing about this. They have something called Tapu Tapu Wearable. Let me say that again. Tapu, tapu, wearable. It's T-A-P-U, T-A-P-U, wearable. One of the main goals for Universal's Volcano Bay was to eliminate long lines and hassles so you can focus more on having fun. And with the tapu, tapu, wearable, you'll be able to do just that. When you arrive to the park, you'll receive a tapu, tapu, wearable at no extra charge that will allow you to do the following with a simple tap. Virtual lines. You will be able to virtually wait in line while you play in other areas of the park. The wearable will alert you, I've heard through vibration, when you when it's time for you to ride so you can head to the attraction. Tap to play. Volcano Bay features various tap to play experiences, all designed exclusively by Universal's award-winning creative team. With just a tap of Tapu Tapu, you'll be able to trigger special effects throughout the park. You can also control streams of water spurting from whales 
in hot and taut tiki reef shoot water cannons at other guests snaking down Capico, Capico, Y, Winding River, and illuminate images in the volcano's hidden caves. There's a picture here I'll stick in the show notes that looks awesome. And if it looks anything like this, it's going to be a mind blower. It looks like this, this cave will run underneath of the um, volcano. So the volcano is not just there as a prop, basically, but it's going to be used, actually, for the theming and stuff in the attractions. Um, let's see here. Tickets for this. Let's go in a little bit more into this, the Tapu Tapu wearable. This is definitely something that they could use in the parks. And, it, and even though you might be still paying for an express pass at that point, if it was attached to your van, the express pass, you now can be alerted while you're walking around at what time you can just go you know, into your attractions, which keeps you, even with an express pass, from having to wait in line. It'll let you know. You just show up and go on your ride. I, I absolutely love that idea that you can just tap and then it'll alert you to whenever you're supposed to ride. Because, I mean, if there's, a, if there's an hour wait on a ride, you can just walk away, go have you know lunch, dinner, whatever you're going to do. Maybe ride a couple other rides if they're not that long and then be buzzed to come and ride the ride. Yes. And that's that takes magic bands to a whole nother level. Yeah, because it it allows you to go and not just have to wait in a line for most of your day, but actually be able to go and do other things while virtually waiting in line. Well, yes. And this is the next thing like I see that they could expand this, obviously, to be used in their parks. But uh, since the Tapu Tapu was really made, because you're not going to be able to have your phone on you when you're in a, a water park, they can actually change the app and... Let your app, if you have a smartphone on you, uh, let the app on your phone do all of this stuff for you as the day goes on. And so then you wouldn't need the band in the uh, in the park unless you wanted to wear the band while you were in the park. But I don't know. It just seems like it's versatile. And it's an amazing idea that just taking the worry out of and the reminder uh, to you. Here's the thing. I've used magic bands. I love the magic bands in the Disney parks, but I always have to, I can't remember what time I've scheduled fast passes, especially if I have a group of us and I've had to break some of the fast passes up into multiple times to get us on attractions. Um, well, what happens is then I'm always having to, I have to make a secondary list to try to remember what time things are happening. If this would just buzz me, and let me know what's coming up next, even through my phone. Amazing technology. So I, I don't know. I think that this sounds like it has uh, possibilities, endless possibilities that can come out of it. Okay. Now, getting back to Volcano Bay, tickets are going to become available for Vol Volcano Bay on November the 15th. I Right now, they haven't said anything about whether this is going to be um, an upgrade to your annual pass. We're waiting to hear on that. I'm also hoping hoping that um, when they announce this, the tickets are available. They're also going to announce possibly the opening of the uh, two new towers at uh, the Round Towers at um, Cabana Bay Beach Resort. Those towers, in case you're wondering, they face uh, Volcano Bay. One side of them faces Volcano Bay. What an awesome experience! If you could get the rooms that face Volcano Bay. And I heard Jim Hill. I don't know if you know who he is, but uh, I heard him mention that you could, uh, they should call these the volcano rooms. Just think. I mean, 
the view, if you were up on the upper story of these towers, what the view would be like of seeing that volcano going off and stuff. If it matches at all what their renderings are showing, this will be absolutely incredible to see. Yeah. And so here's the deal. If they we're going to I'm getting tickets. We're going down. I'm just not sure exactly when. Because I don't know that I want to be there in the madness of when it first opens. I, and I know everybody wants to see these things immediately. And sometimes it's a bummer, you know, if we don't get out there and release something right off the bat when it's open. But uh, I, it's, sorry, it's too hard sometimes to get, uh, to come up with a reasonable expectation of what something is going to be like or is like when you're there on opening day or within the first opening month or something like that. Yeah, I don't I don't think it would be fair to the uh, team members because... Well, it's also not fair to the listener, to yeah. you guys out there listening, for me to sit here and tell you, oh, this place was crazy. It was a madhouse. They ran out of food. They, these are the... This is, this is the reason why I never try to do a review of something within the first couple months that it's open because it's unfair to everybody. The organization, everyone, I don't care who you are or how well organized you are, um, look at the size of Apple and the, the, at the rate that Apple can produce, manufacture phones. And every time a new iPhone, well, I don't think it's going to be the case this time, but every time a new iPhone is released, it seems like at first they were always running out. They didn't have enough in stock or whatever, and you were having to wait to get the phone. This is what happens, though, when something is launched. There's always this overwhelming demand that you can't keep up with. And then over time, everything falls in place and you get the chance to really see what everybody and everything can do. And I believe the same thing with everything, with everything. Um, and you'll hear that in every review that we've done. I always try to give time for everybody to learn their jobs, for them to learn their new environment. And so we'll see. Um, as soon as we've booked, I'm going to let you know. Uh, we're going to come back on. We're going to do a show, let you know when we're booked for costs, where we're staying, I so hope that they announce that the towers are going to be open and we're able to book a room in the tower. So um, that is my dream at this point is that is that that's what's going to happen here um, actually in about nine days. So uh, I will be <laughs> on a plane in the sky on my way to Florida when this is taking place. So Connor's going to be on the ground and uh, and technically – uh, as soon as I'm off the plane, we'll be communicating back and forth, and we're going to try to get this stuff booked. So, uh, and then I may try to talk to Connor possibly, and we'll try to do a show while I'm, you know, on the ground or whatever. Maybe we can try to do a show together and uh, talk about this and what's taken place, what we've booked, what's going to happen. So, I'm also possibly, I don't, I'm not sure yet, but I may try to make it over to Universal for one day while I'm on the ground in florida or at least for part of a day while i'm there uh and we'll look for some christmas decorations and i'll take you around so nothing uh in stone yet as far as that goes but uh those are possibilities uh that are going to take place so anyway, maybe maybe might, might. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> yeah put a big maybe and a might on there i always have great you know wishes and things that I want to do. But then as we all know, you get on the ground there and things kind of change. So anyway, uh, I think that's what we have for you on the show, right? Anything else, yeah. Connor? Anything um, else you want to add? Not really. No, the thing that's pretty much all that we had to cover. Okay. All right. Well, chances are good. We'll be back with you soon within about nine days or so. We're going to be back with you soon. And, uh, 
talk about what comes next and the uh, universal experience for us and for you guys out there. So stay tuned and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.